This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small-town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show. As usual with me, Joe Redman, ahead of this weekend's crunch game down in London against Brentford, a team that we've all been looking at and saying, we can catch these, but then of course they went and won at the weekend. Okay, they only beat Norwich, um, but it looked like a, a completely different sort of team now they've got Christian Eriksen in there, but we'll get on to that. Um, this week, I am back to doing the interview style um, pre-game shows. Now, before some of you leave who prefer the ones that I do it by myself, I just do want to say, I found that unusual that some people just like the fact that I'm whittering on to myself. Um, a couple of people said, oh, I prefer these pre-game shows because, of course, last week I couldn't get a Chelsea fan on, so I just had to, to do it by myself. Um, so what I'm going to actually do is I'm going to meet in the middle and do 10 minutes of me chatting away, giving my thoughts on the game and things like that, and then I'll bring the interview in. Now, 
think what people, <clears throat> excuse me, I think what people did like last week was the fact that I was giving my opinion and then chatting about some recent news and stuff and things like that and bringing it on the screen because the, the most of the comments where people said they preferred the one where I just talked to myself were, were people who were watching on YouTube, but it, both in the comments and I got a couple of messages on Twitter as well. Um, so I think that's what people enjoyed, the fact that I was bringing in the league table, showing everybody the league table, looking at the you know the permutations of, of results and things like that. So I am going to do that again today. So don't just leave just yet if you do prefer me doing things like that because I will be doing it. Uh, but I'll be doing the interview as well. And I think that'll be a nice little way to meet in the middle because I don't, like I said, I, I don't think people, a lot of people really want to just listen to me witter on uh, for 20 minutes, half an hour. And the interview does give us background on our opposition, which is something I can't do because uh, obviously nobody apart from Brentford fans watches Brentford week in, week out. And that's not a dig. I'm sure it's exactly the same for Burnley. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Of course, you don't need me to tell you how big this game is. Um, we all know that this one is pretty massive, but some breaking news that I have seen this morning, obviously the day recording this, I'm recording it on Thursday morning, actually. So it is, I'm going to get this out pretty much straight away. So if you are watching on Thursday, it is this morning, but there you have it. It is on your screen now, or it should be. There you go. Um, so if you're watching on the podcast and you do want to see these sort of things where I, sorry, if you're listening on the podcast, and you do want to see these sort of things where I, I bring things on onto the screen and talk about them then head over to YouTube and uh, watch it on YouTube and we'll see it. But the breaking news this morning is, according to Lanks Live, that Ben Mee will be injured for the Brentford game, which is a massive blow. Let's be honest, it's a massive blow. It's knocked the wind out of my sails a little bit. I was going into this one quietly confident. Um, I know people don't like it when I predict a win because I've only predicted a couple of wins this season and we've lost both times. Um but I was eager for this one. I'm actually going down to the game. I was buzzing. I was well up for it. But seeing this has properly knocked the wind out of my sails. Uh, so the headline is, Ben Mee, injury below, with Burley captain set to miss crunch at Brentford Premier League clash. Nathan Collins is in line to stand in for me uh, against the Bees. The article then goes on to say, Ben Mee set to miss Burnley's Premier League game at Brentford. We've just said that. The Clarets captain picked up a knee problem in defeat to Leicester and missed a 4-0 Defeat by Chelsea last time out. Sean Dyche described the issue as a knock rather than a twist when discussing me's absence last after last weekend's defeat with the boss confident it wasn't a serious injury. But Lanks Live understands the skipper has not recovered in time to feature against the Bees. Now, of course, as we all know, Sean Dyche does his press conferences on um, Thursdays for these games. So I am speaking to you Thursday morning. So Thursday afternoon, it's only around one o'clock, isn't it? We'll all be shooting into Dice trying to get more information on it. Um, so fingers crossed, you know, Lanks Live have got it wrong. Fingers crossed they have, but I can't see it. Um, so it's looking like Ben Mee is going to be out. Now, I've put it on Facebook, I've put it on Twitter, and somebody put a good, point, a good comment underneath that, and they said, play him. Because the thing that I think worries, uh, not worries, I think that the thing that disturbs the defence more is, oh yes, of course, Ben Mee's absence as well. But when he brings Collins in, he switches Tarke and Collins around. So then Tarke's having a bad game, like he did against Chelsea, and we miss Ben Mee. So for me, keep Tarke in his place on the right-hand side of midfield. Um, midfield, you know what I mean? Uh, right-hand side of defence. And put Collins on the left-hand side of defence. Um, and do it that way. Um, that's what I do personally. Uh, it's, a, it's very disappointing that Ben Mee's out. I do think that that is a big blow for us and could swing the pendulum into Brentford's favour. Um, but like I said, you don't need me to tell you how big this one is. It is, of course, massive. 
and I will show you just right now why it is massive while I quickly chat a little bit before I can bring the Premier League table on screen. There it is now. There you go. Um, so down at the bottom, of course, we have Norwich. They, let's be honest, they're gone. I'm, ad- I'm happy to say that they're gone now. Um, losing to Brentford at home, 3-1 was it? Um, I think that's that's their last, that's their the final straw, I think, for Norwich there. Uh, so they're gone. They're on 17 points on bottom. Uh, then you've got Watford, who are on 19 points on, on, on second bottom in 19th. Then you've got us, 26 games played, 21 points. And you've got Everton, one place above us with one point more, but played one game less. Then Leeds above them, who have played one game more than us and have two points more. Then it's Brentford on 15 points. Now, thanks to their win against Norwich at the weekend, it was 3-1, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Ivan Tony's got a hat-trick. That's a worry. Christian Eriksen played 90 minutes. Well, he definitely started. Uh, so that's another worry. Um, look at their points. 27 points. 28 games played. Burnley, 21 points. or so six points behind Brentford. 26 games played. So we are six points behind Brentford with two games in hand. Now, we win this. That's three points behind Brentford with two games in hand. They win it. They go nine points ahead of us. And I think if they go nine points ahead of us, then we will struggle to catch them. Honestly, I think that it, I, I'm struggling to see how we get out of it if we lose this game. A point, we can still catch them. A point means we are still in it, provided Leeds get beat because they're playing tonight. Actually, are Leeds, um, so they're playing tonight on Thursday, and obviously they're playing on the weekend as well. Probably, I've not double checked that. Um, but yeah, Brentford's been the one that we've all been earmarking for the last few weeks because of their form. But if they can beat Norwich away from home and then beat Burnley at home, that is a massive boost for them. A boost so big that I don't think they'll they'll fall again. I don't think that they'll get out of it, uh, get dragged back into it again, to be honest. And the Brentford fan that I've interviewed, he says the same thing. He says, he, he, he spoke to me about the Norwich game and he said, he doesn't think it's a flash in the pan. He doesn't think it's a one-off because they're playing Watford. He genuinely believes that that's a turning point of their recent run of form. Um, and, it, and he points out the fact that Tony got a hat-trick. And of course, he's been relatively quiet from what he was at the start of the season after going to Dubai and, and saying what he said. Um, basically slagging Brentford off. If you haven't seen it, just Google Ivan Tony, Brentford, Dubai, you'll find it. Um, so he's been out of sorts since then, but all seems to be forgiven with him now because he scored a hat-trick at the weekend. All right, two of them were penalties, but still. Um... And Christian Eriksen's come back into the team. I say come back, he's come into the team and he started at the weekend. Now, again, you'll hear more from the Brentford fan in a little bit, but he says that he gives them a different dynamic. Now, Christian Eriksen, we all know he's a very good footballer. We all would have all had him at Burnley. I think he's better than all of the, well, it's not, it's not even up for debate, is it? He's definitely better than all of the midfielders that we have at the club. But he's a different sort of midfielder to what normally hurts us. And this is where I'm holding on to a little bit of hope here. The midfielders that hurt Burnley Football Club are midfielders that get on the ball and run at our defence. Um, whereas Christian Eriksen is a type of midfielder that will sit deep and try and spray balls around. Now, we will defend probably quite deep um, and we're quite good in the air. So I think if if he's going to try and sit back and just spray balls around, unless he's, go- unless he's going behind the fullbacks who, who have pushed up, which I'm not sure they'll be pushing up too much, um, but obviously then... That comes a debate of, do you want them to attack from the off? Do you want them to, to be a bit conservative? Well, how, what do you want to do? But for for defenders that, sorry, midfielders that sit back and spray the ball around, we tend to do okay against. We tend to do okay against them. Um, however, we all know Christian Eriksen's a good good footballer and I know he can 
he can run with the ball. So if there's a lot of space opened up in front of him and not a lot of space opened up behind the defence, he's probably going to try and run at us. Um, so I think our midfield two has got to be on it. I think our midfield two has to be Josh Brownhill and Jack Cork. I don't see what Westwood brings to the side at the minute. Now, I'm not one of these fans that's going to say, get rid of him, he's not good enough anymore, he's the wrong side of 30, get rid of him, don't want to see him in the Burley shirt again. That's far too far. What he's done for this football club over the years has been nothing short of sensational. Thank you very much, Ashley Westwood, for your time at the club. Um, I'll just quickly stop that. Apologies. I'll just quickly get rid of that. Apologies. Um, but yeah, Ashley Westwood, we don't want to get rid of him at all. We just we just need to. We just need to. Apologies. We just need to make sure uh, he gets some rest uh, and things like that. And and Ashley Westwood plays instead of... Uh, sorry, not Ashley Westwood. The phone call's thrown there. Uh, Jack Court plays instead of Ashley Westwood for the foreseeable. Um, get Brownell and Cork in the middle. They just work so well together. And then when Westy came in against Leicester and against um, Chelsea, he wasn't good enough. Um, so for me, Jack Cork and Brownell in the middle. Dash, get this one right. If he plays Westy again based on absolutely nothing, some of the blame has got to start going towards his door. A lot, a lot of the criticism recently has been aimed towards the players. I don't think that's fair. Um, I wrote in my Lanks Live column this week about the Dwight McNeil booing, and I'll mention it again now. Um, it's out of order. I think it's completely out of order. Yes, players deserve to be criticised sometimes. Yes, I am not for one second player saying players shouldn't be immune to criticism. They should be immune to criticism. I have been a person that has booed the team off the pitch before, after the game, and booed the team. I don't necessarily mind that so much, but booing a player while he is playing for Burnley Football Club is just, it's stupid. Number one, it's stupid. Number two, it's counterproductive. And that is the debate that I don't even understand why it's a debate. If people want to say, well, I pay my money, I'm entitled to boo when I want, fine. But then if I say to you it's counterproductive and then people say, well, no, it's not because it lets him know he's playing rubbish. Do you not think he knows that? Do you not think he already knows that? He, Matt, Dwight McNeil has his standards. He knows when he's playing rubbish. You don't. He doesn't need some 25-year-old skinhead in the stand to boo him every time he picks up the ball. Okay, it wasn't that bad. He didn't get booed every time he picked up the ball. But a couple of misplaced passes, fans were getting on the back on his back, and then another, another misplaced pass, and there was several boos. Um, and then again, when Dash made a sub, there were a few people sort of like booing simply because Dwight was staying on the pitch. Now, he might not have known that was for him, but of course, he'd have known when he misplaced the pass when people were booing him for. That is never going to work. And people use the example. I put it on the... Um, I put my article on LinkedIn the other day, um, and people were using the example of, well, if you worked in sales, um, I'd obviously let you, you'd be told that you weren't doing very well. Yeah, you would be after the day or in between sales. But say if you're trying to make a sale on the phone and someone's next to you hurling abuse, that's not going to work, is it? And that's my point. It just isn't going to work. It's not going to make him play better. It's not going to make him happy. So what is the point in doing it while he is playing? If you are, if you absolutely have to, leave the booze until full-time. But again, I think losing at home to Chelsea, even with an abject performance, it doesn't necessarily warrant the stuff that was happening at the weekend. I think as a fan base, we're better than that. And I think we have to be better than that. If you want these lads to survive, if you want them to turn the corner and be up for the games and, and go flying into tackles and show a bit of passion, show a bit of commitment, then you're going to have to show a bit of passion and commitment yourself. I've said it several times. We all, everybody associated with the club, even the kit man, even the players, Sean, the fans, the tea lady, the people in the ticket office, everybody has a collective responsibility to make sure that we get out of this. And if one department isn't pulling their weight, say if the ticket office is shut, for example, and we can't sell any tickets, then obviously no fans are going to be on. We're going to, you know, it's, it's not good enough. If the fans are on the pitch 
shouting abuse at the players, it's not going to work. If Dice is picking the wrong players in midfield like he has done for the past two games, then it's not going to work. If the players aren't putting in the effort and the desire to, to want to stay up, then it's not going to work. Everybody, to use a phrase from Owen Coyle, has to be singing from the same hymn sheet. And that is what we need to do going forward. We need to back the boys. And we've been saying it on the page for ages, back the boys. That's why we stayed up all these years ago, all these years ago, like several years ago in the European season. The fans were behind the lads. And I think at the minute, we're not. I think there's a few fracks, uh, a few cracks appearing in the crowd and things like that. And I just think we need to just all relax, back the boys. And if we go down, then hurl abuse at them, whatever. Not half of them are going anyway. So, um, but yeah, for now, just chill out. Don't be booing players while they're playing for Burnley Football Club. And yeah, that's my that's my pretty much rant done. Uh, I'm going to get into the interview, actually. I think this is a good time to get into the interview. Um, I am very pleased. This is the first time I've ever had these guys on the podcast. Uh, even before I started the, the Turfcast, I've always sort of like wanted to have a podcast. So I've listened to podcasts. And I always listen to football podcasts, obviously being a big football fan. I listened to um, a Sunderland one called Roker Rapport. I listened to a Watford one called From the Rookery End. That's a very good one. And there was a Brentford one as well. Now, this is from the days when they were languishing in League One. So I enjoyed listening to a Sunderland one who were in the time at the Premier League, uh, a Watford one who were at the time, as they are now, um, yo-yo in between the two leagues. And it was good to always listen to a Brentford one from the lower leagues. Now, these boys are massive. They have around 14,000 followers on um, fit, what's it called? Twitter, and I've not even checked any of the other social medias. Um, so they are massive. And for a Brentford podcast, you know, and Twitter is very difficult. You'll get a lot of people on your Instagrams and your YouTube, sort of like getting fake subs and fake followers. I think you can do it on Twitter. I'm not sure. Promise. Um, but I, I, it's very difficult to do it on Twitter. So to say they've got 14,000 on Twitter, which is sensational for a podcast for a club the size of Brentford's, I could only respect that. But this is besotted, and I am joined by Dave from Besotted. Of course, Bre um, Besotted is uh, a Brentford podcast. B as in the bees and, and Sotted as in, as in Besotted. So this is Dave from the Brentford podcast, Besotted. Right, and just like that, we are joined by Dave from Besotted, the Brentford podcast. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, very good, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to the weekend. I won't say I'm looking forward to it. I am incredibly nervous. I'm actually going down. This is like, I, I have a little boy now, so I don't get to as many away games as I'd like to. So this is the first one I've actually been on this season. It was just too big to not go on. But yeah, I am I am very, very nervous. I think it's bigger for us than it is for you, obviously, uh, with the league position. Um, but what are your thoughts ahead of the game then, like that this particular game? Are you nervous? I know you just said you're excited, but surely there must be some nerves kicking in a little bit. Yeah, no, there are. I'd be lying if I if I if I said there weren't some nerves. You know, it's it's a, it's a little bit tighter um, than it was, you know, a month or so ago. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. You know, obviously, the, the the weekend just gone was the perfect one for us. We won, and everyone else around us lost. So um, apart from Newcastle, which yeah, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not ruling them out yet. I mean, they. they you know they'll they've they've had they've had a decent run of results. Let's just not let's not forget that. But um, they've not they've not played anyone sort of higher up the leagues yet. So there's some defeats coming their way soon. They're not that good. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah, no, hundred percent. As many as many teams in the mix as exactly, possible. Yeah. You know. Um. So let's just talk about Brentford for a little bit. Um. Talk to me about your season so far, because of course. You are in the relegation mix, but, you know, in the Championship last season, the first time ever in the Premier League, you're probably expected to be in the mix. If anything, people probably expect you to be more in the mix than you are. So are you happy with the season so far? Disappointed? 
Yeah, happy, I'd say. Um, It's been a learning curve and it will continue to be so. You know, you guys have been in this position several times and you've got out of it. um, So you can probably have a little bit more calmness in the fact that it's not over till it's over. It's a nine-month season. You don't get relegated in October and you don't get relegated in the first week of March either. There's, There's plenty to play for. It's just the fact that, you know, once you get out of that habit of picking up points, it seems to be difficult to, you know, buy. but not only you can't buy a win sometimes and you can't buy a goal at at certain certain points, depending on who you're playing. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a huge learning curve. And I think the fact that we got a lot of points or a reasonable amount of points on the board fairly early is kind of yeah. it's, it's kind of insulated us a bit from the from the worst of it but you know you know we're not naive enough to know that you know is everyone in this division is good on their day you know as we saw saw up at your place you know or on, if as an outsider you know, people say, "Oh, you know, Burnley—they can't be very good because they're at the bottom of the league." But we saw, we saw up at, um, at the turf that you were—you know, you, you, you—that was probably, you know, one of the most impressive performances that anyone's played against us all season. To be honest, interesting, interesting. Um, talk to me about sort of like that. Like you mentioned that you mentioned the fact that you have had that early start, but then since then, you know. Pretty much since October, is it November, something like that? You've been in absolute free fall, uh, for want of a better word, picking up a couple of wins here and there. Of course, it looks like you may have prevented the slide a little bit with a very impressive win at the weekend. What's been the difference between the start of the season and since that that you've been in free fall? Is it, were you just riding on the crest of a wave at the start of the season and just everything you touched turned to gold and then a couple of things went wrong and then the confidence drops, that sort of thing? Or was it anything else? No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't really that. Um it was the it was it was really the fact that the the spine of the team that that got us off to a really good start just just they all got injured you know David okay. Rayo David Rayo plays a you know a huge part in um in, in how we play you know he's, although although he's the goalkeeper is you know he's really the twelfth twelfth outfield player really um he he or eleventh outfield player but he 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 picks a pass and he and he and he's so composed at the back and he, he he's got the vision and he he's essential to the way we build up so he he was missing for pretty much four or five months um christopher Iger, um he he was out pretty much straight away then then ivan tony got injured and covid and you know as, as you know um when you when you do get injury crisis or when you do get a lot of injuries it, it affects teams of our size a lot you know it disproportionately affects us because you know we, we haven't got we haven't got 20 international class players we've got you know we've got a core of you know, seven or eight, and then you've got some sort of, you know, some some potential players, and then you've got some others that are just, you know, it it really did hit us. Um, and then obviously the COVID situation, we carried on playing really. Um, we I think we only had one of our games called off because of us, and others were, were calling them off, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 quite regular occurrences. So we carried on playing, which is why we've got. You know, we probably played more than most of most of the teams around us. So we probably should have stopped because, um, you know, you know, Ivan Tony, who, who as, as everyone knows, is is kind of uh, you know he's our as our landmark player. So without yeah. him, you've, you've you're missing a huge outlet and and goals. So yeah, um, we we haven't we haven't been we played we've played badly not so often. Um, but once once we started playing the, the top teams away from home, we didn't really we 
we, we were neither this or that. We didn't go and really give it a go either. So, you know, in, in that period, we had Man City home and away. We had Chelsea um, at home. We had, we had Man United at home. We had Liverpool away. And there, there was, you know, you have, you have to kind of be realistic in those and Spurs. So, yeah, we, 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 we've looked, hopefully, we've, we've got most of that nastiness out of the way. So, we, look, we, look, we are looking forward to the running, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and that's obviously one place you want to be looking forward to it rather than being anxious, uh, like I'm sure most Burnley fans are, Everton fans are, things like that. Um, but talk to me, I want to talk to you about Tony because obviously um, he's got an attribute at the weekend. Um, you know, it looks like he might be back in form. What were your feelings towards what happened? Was it in Dubai with the video where he said F Brentford? Mm. What were your feelings towards that? Because I know if that was about Vegas, for example, I, I, I wouldn't be particular. How, I wouldn't necessarily say I don't want him playing for Burnley again because of the size of the squad we have. Vegas can't be choosers. And obviously, he's very, very good. And, you know, Like you said, he's your landmark player. So mm. what were your thoughts surrounding all that when it happened? It does court controversy sometimes, Tony. He's, he, um, Ivan Tony does what Ivan Tony wants. He's, he's, a, he's, very, he's, a, he's, a, he's a bit of a maverick. Um, uh, I, I don't want to go too deeply into that sort of side of him, but you know, it was of it was you know he he, he won't take the knee. Um, you know, he's obviously got his reasons for that, but you know, it's it's just odd. You know, there's, there's a lot of talk around Ivan that's more than what he does on the pitch. And I, yeah. I, I think once he, all the time he's scoring goals, that's, that seems to be fine or forgiven. Yeah. Um, you know, strikers are in a unique position that they can they can seem to be, um, as I say, just just cause headlines um and um all the time they're scoring goals it's it's fine and the minute they don't then obviously it becomes an issue tony's not in a bad run of form i think he's scored five in the last six or seven games so um it, it, it's all been forgotten if he was if he was a goalkeeper or a defender and um you know then I, I think it's probably it would have been sort of uh, uh he would have been reminded the, the fans to be honest they haven't really got on his back there was obviously some social media reaction to that it, it, it was obviously it was un, you know unsavory. I wish he hadn't done it. You know it was just odd having to just you know explain that, making apologies online and stuff like that. But yeah, you know we've all done stupid things around women sometimes, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the mood like in amongst the Brentford fans then? Because it's a little bit. Like I said, it's a little bit anxious at, at Burnley at the minute. You got fans booing players, which you know is outrageous while they're playing for the club. It's just ridiculous. People will say, "Oh, we pay us money. We reserve the right to, to do things like that." But Dwight McNeil will get a bit of stick at the weekend while they, while we're playing against Chelsea when he made a, a bit of a bad pass. People were getting on his back, booing him. That sort of thing just just isn't going to help. You know, if we're in a relegation battle and the fans are turning on the players, that just isn't going to help. So, what's the mood like at Brentford? I presume it's better than that because you were sort of like half expecting to be in this position at this time of the season. Yeah, the mood's all right. I mean, the win on Saturday, obviously, you know, we, we, we yeah. it was sort of like it's all been forgotten. Um, we've we've gone behind in games um, at home, which it, almost every match, which it kind of it, that that kills the vibe as well because you know you, yeah. you can be bang up for a match, and uh, um, we've also had some really strange situations in games. You know, like I I wouldn't call getting a player sent off as strange as such, but I mean. Newcastle um, two Saturdays ago, we were, were there was a great vibe in the pub. Everyone seemed to be up for it. We we could smell that we were going to win, and I, I believe we were, we were going to go out and win that game. But we get a player sent off in 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 the tenth minute, and it and it it would it's ju it just changed everything. It just it, yeah. the, the place went, and then you know um, the 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 Wolves match a couple of games before that. Um, 
you know, we had we 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 started off the game on fire. Um, again, there was points there. We knew there was points there. Then two of our players collided. Both had to be taken off. You know, so we had like um, concussion subs come on. Then we had the I don't know if you've heard about it. Saw it. Then there was a drone um, over the ground. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they stopped the game for twenty minutes. Um, yeah. And then. Uh, it, it, it was just bizarre. And then the whole second half, there was like a, a police helicopter just hovering over the ground. It, it was just, it, it wasn't normal. And then we lost. Yeah. So we just needed, we needed 90 minutes with 11 men on the pitch playing well. And that's what we've got in Norwich. So I think, I think if we can stop this randomness and get all our play, all our best players, um, you know, uh, firing again, um, you know, let's not get carried away. It was it was a it was a win against Norwich. It was an overdue win. You know, we had to we had to win at some stage. But um, it was uh, I think it's a, hopefully a bit of a turning point. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about that. Do you feel like it can be a turning point, or is it just, or was it just like a flash in the pan? Because if you look at your form recently, like I said, it's been hot and cold from the start of the season. Is it either a flash in the pan, just a win because you play Norwich, or just in typical Burnley fashion, you've turned the corner just a week before you play us? Uh, I, I hope. I hope we've turned the corner. That's 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 my, you know, that's my that's my heart and my head saying that. Um, again, we've not we've not been playing terribly. Um, at any stage, it's just obviously you know we we we've gone out against the, the the bigger clubs and not not and tried not to get smashed, and we've, yeah. we've done well in that. You know we you know Liverpool beat us three, but the teams around us, you know, look at Leeds, they lost you know six and they lost sevens and they lost whatever's against yeah. Man City. We only conceded three goals in in combined against Man City in you know over two games, and then most most teams do that in a half. So it's it's a, we. Our goal difference isn't exceptional, but it's again better than a lot. So if it comes down to equal on points, that you know, it's, that's going to make a huge difference as well. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I think we have turned a corner, yeah. And, and Christian Eriksen's sort of starting now. He played ninety minutes, um, you know. So it's that's a factor. I think he's he's kind of raised the bar a bit as well. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you about Ericsson. Is he is the quality that he brings into the middle of the park obvious? Was it obvious against Norwich? Is he the sort of player that can drag you 20, 30 yards up the pitch and pick that killer pass? He can pick a killer pass, yeah. Uh, um, we've not seen him anywhere near his best as yet. We've only seen, you know, we've seen saw ninety minutes um, at Carrow Road, um, and we saw kind of half an hour um, during the during the Newcastle game. Uh, so he's, he's he's struggling to get ninety minutes, kind of top top fit. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, I, I don't think I don't think the, the you know the, the health issues are a concern as such as, a, as in you know in, in, a, in during the game. I think he's, he's fit enough to do that. It's yeah. obviously just it's just getting up to speed. You know, he's, he's, he's a bit rusty, um, so there's there's room for improvement there. But yeah, you, you can see in glimpses that he's able to pick a pass. Um, his vision is there. It's just obviously that intensity that's kind of slightly a bit lacking but there's others others around him that can do the running just give him the ball and let him let him sort of uh, orchestrate so uh, I think that's what we're expecting really him just to be a little bit deeper just pinging passes kind of playing balls behind getting players to run onto stuff um, yeah. and hopefully getting a few free kicks around the area that he can take 
Yeah, he was obviously good at free kicks, isn't he? <laughs> um, so what are your thoughts on the Clarets then? I always try and ask people's opinion on, on our club. Obviously, we see them every day. We all have our own thoughts on, on Burnley Football Club. But what, what are your sort of like thoughts and opinions? Not, not just this season, but sort of like a club as a whole and the way that they operate and things like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, as I said, as I said towards the beginning, that, you know, the game up at Turf Moor was, 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 you know, one of the ones that kind of we went, oh, okay, right, you know. Um, you, there's more to you than than just the you know the physical side. There was you, you yeah. play you played some football that afternoon. I mean, whether that happens frequently enough, I mean, I, I'm not the best one to judge because you know I don't watch you obviously week in week out. But you you've lost a lot of games. You've you've not played as many as 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 some around you. So you're in a kind of a false um, false not a false situation, but. What what you what the league table says isn't necessarily a true picture in, until you played as many games as everyone. It's it's, it's it's you know we're we're not on the same we're not on the same sort of line, are we? But um, you know, yeah. I mean, you're not. I, I don't enjoy watching you play, if I'm honest with you. Um, uh, but then again, I've not enjoyed watching us play sometimes this 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 yeah. season. You've got to do what you've got to do. Um, you know, you're not you're. you're some of the matches are so weighted. There's no way you're going to win it, and if you can get close, so you just you just got to play that way. And um, obviously, your manager's you know he's, he's very good at setting setting you up and um, motivating. Um, it wouldn't work for us, I don't think. But um, you know, it's 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 kept you in this division for a fair few years. So you know, you, you can't really you can't really knock it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you mentioned before that the Newcastle game and before the Wolves game, there's like a feeling in the pub that you're like, yeah, we're going to win this. Obviously, not in the pub now, but what is the feeling amongst Brentford fans ahead of this weekend? I tell you, I, I tell you this pretty much every week. I take a point right now. Uh, I, I think we have to not lose. Uh, this is, this is yeah. a game we need to keep you six points behind us, if not nine. Um, so I, I, I think... I think probably you guys at the moment are the ones that, um, not I fear. I don't. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not worried about the game. I think if we play to our potential, we'll we'll, we'll get something out of it. Um, but it's that's that's the gap that I would like. That's, that's my safety buffer as far as I'm concerned. You know, as you said, Everton. Are, you know, they they look terrible at the moment. Um, you know, you've got Norwich that are just. Yeah, you know, I, I assume that they've gone now. There's still there's too big a yeah. gap. Watford, um, they they can play okay. Um, he's, he's got them tighter, but um, I just don't think there's you know getting getting into that habit of winning every week is very difficult. I don't think any of the clubs there um, are going to do that. They're not going to put three or four wins together. So um, you know, I, I feel <laughs> I feel if we can get something out of Saturday, you know, we probably only need another one or two more wins. Probably two more wins. And, and we'll be we'll be uh, be laughing. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I do agree with you. Though. A point would be a much better result for you. We need to we need to go out and win it. We're currently six points behind you. Uh, we have played two games less though. So if we win this, it's three points. And of course, then we've got two games in hand on you. Um, for the last, you've you got the... a game. You've got a game tomorrow on Thursday night, though, haven't you? So on Thursday night, off the top of my head, I can't remember. We may do. Um, no, not, no, no, not this no, week. Not, no, no, not, not this week. week. Okay. Not this week. Uh, I thought you meant next week, um, yeah. but no, not this week. Unless unless I've missed some things, I'm working tomorrow, so I hope we don't. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, we don't have a game. But um, I'm, I'm conscious that you need to go. But I do want to just quickly ask you a couple more questions. Yeah, um, um, for, since the Brighton win, since we won at Brighton, we've been pinpointing 
Brentford and sort of like saying Brentford are the team we need to get. Not necessarily Brentford are the team that are going to go down, but they're the team that we can catch. We're looking at you and thinking, if we play and get some wins and the form that they're in, we can catch them. Do you think that's fair or do you think we should be looking at your Leeds and your Everton's because they're in, you know, dire straits, a pair of them? I think probably before the Norwich game, we would have been a bit more nervous. I think I think what the Norwich game has given us, I wouldn't say it's certainly not a swagger, or, or, or it, but it's just that giving us a bit of confidence and a bit more belief that, you know, we, we can score goals, we can create chances, you know, really good quality chances. We, you know, um, the, the, the points can come. Um, it's not, it's, it doesn't seem like the whole world's kind of against us. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I, I I I wouldn't underestimate us. I think I think we were out for giving a, a bit of revenge as well because we didn't do ourselves any justice up at your place. Um, yeah. So you know, it was our, I think it was our first defeat, um, and it was it was a, it was a, it was our yeah, first win of the yeah. season. I know That's that right, much. and that it was your it was your only win up until fairly recently as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah, we, we we had that we had that uh, kind of like well, they've only won one game and it was against us. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it on Saturday. As I said, I, I think I think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be a pretty game because that's mm-hmm. not the way. That's not way, the way you want it to be played. But um, I think we have to we have to create chances and we have to take them. But you know, I, I think Tony and Ericsson um, and one or two others have, have, have kind of they are probably a little bit more confident after Saturday. Yeah, fair enough. Before I do let you go, a couple of a uh, couple of predictions. First of all. Predictions for the game this weekend, obviously. Right. So if I'm a betting man, which I'm not really, I'll go for a one or draw. Um, but with my Brentford head on, I'll go for go for a two one Brentford win. I'd say, yeah, go yeah. two one Brentford win. I don't think you're going to be far off with a, either a, sc- a, a score draw or a nil nil draw. Um, I, for, for me, it's one of these games where we have to win, and there's been a few of these games recently. Newcastle away, lost. Leeds away, lost. But then Brighton, it was a case of, right, now or never, lose this and you're pretty much gone. And then we put in an excellent performance. And I'm hoping that Burnley turns up and it's it's 2-0, 2-1 Burnley. So I'm going to go 2-0 Burnley. But that is proper claret tinted glasses. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and expect that at all. <laughs> I think you're a better side than that. That is full Burnley tinted glasses. Um, and finally, who do you think is going down? Um, Norwich, Watford, Burnley. Um, and I'll, if you're coming down to the pub, I'll buy you a hot Benny after the game. If, uh, if nice one. Did they do points. Bennies down there? Did they do we'll, Bennies yeah, down we'll there? Bring some, we'll bring some. Yeah, every, everyone's addicted to Benedictine after we're coming up there. We went to the Miners Club and oh, uh, yes. we had... Uh, we had we had hot bennies and then um, Benny bombs, so we were we were yes. we were we were pretty pretty rocking, even though we lost. Ah, yeah, can imagine, <laughs> can imagine. Yeah, the Benny Benny is the drink. Benny is the drink around here. I've got some downstairs. Always have some at the mine. I'm at the mine is actually quite regular. I probably would have been in after the Brentford game with that. I'm pretty certain I was. Um, it's a shame I, I, I'd have missed you. Um, but like I said, I'm conscious you've got to go and record your own podcast. So can you just quickly let everyone know where they can find you and all your content? Yep, come over to um, Be Sotted, B-E-E-S-O-T-T-E-D on Twitter. There's links to the podcast over there. Or if you go to prideofwest.london, um, there's all the all the um, podcasts are listed there. Um, or come to besotted.com and um, there's links on the website. So, uh, yeah, you can you can come and find us. And obviously, hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll copy you in on, uh, on Twitter and you can retweet that hopefully as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, like I said, I know you've got to go and do your own. So thank you very much for joining us. That's been Dave from Besotted and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, mate. Pleasure. I'll see you Saturday, hopefully, mate.
Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.